the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwelladulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. Welcome back, people. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. What do I want to talk about today? What do I want to talk about today? Okay, um, I'll talk about Tory Hart. That's a good way to go. Whoever said that. Anyway, for whatever reason, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Tory Hart lately. And the reason for that is because she has a new podcast. So it's funny I say whatever for whatever reason, and then I tell you the reason. So it's not for whatever reason, but that's not that's neither here nor there. But she has a new podcast. And to show that there's no hate in what I'm going to talk about today, I want to promote that podcast for anybody that wants to watch it. The name of it is called Breaking Through with Tori. Go check that out or whatever. Um, see. That's the beautiful thing about podcast, this podcast space that we all exist in, which at least to me is different from other fields and industries or whatever you want to call this particular space. And the thing that's cool about it is that podcasters don't seem to hate on other podcasters. Or maybe they do, and I just hadn't blown up enough to, to be hated on yet. But I look forward to that day. Bring all the hate that you want, because that means that I must be doing something right. But I keep you posted on that. But sticking on that point a little bit, it's like people don't really hate on Joe Rogan, for example. At least other podcasters don't seem to hate on him. Like other people hate on him because admittedly, he does say some stupid shit from time to time. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, for people that don't know who Tori Hart is, she's the ex-wife of Kevin Hart. And to give you a little backstory on Tori, um, she was with Kevin before Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart. She married Kevin Hart. She had two kids with Kevin Hart. She held him down during all those years of being a struggling comedian. I remember I saw Kevin Hart in Philadelphia before he was Kevin Hart. It was just like I went to a comedy show one time. I was dating a woman from Philly. And yeah, we went to a comedy show and he was performing and he was actually funny. Well, he's always been funny. But yeah, it was just interesting to be able to say I saw him before he was who he is in Philly, where he's from, of all places. So I mean, it kind of cool. But that has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about today. The point is, is that she held him down for years while he was a struggling comedian. And what's funny about that, thinking about that, thinking back to those times and stuff like that, not knowing them or anything like that. But it's just like, think of it, ladies. He's short. I mean, he's really short. Like he's listed, like I Googled it, and he's listed somewhere between 5'2 and 5'4. Now, when I'm on these online dating apps and all of this stuff, the one thing, one of the many things that stand out is women complaining about dudes and how tall they are. Um, one of the common complaints I hear from women is how 
they meet a man and he says he's this and you instantly have to deduct two inches from whatever he says that is that his height is so that's a big deal to you ladies i mean i don't have to tell you all you all know if, you, if it doesn't matter to you you definitely know friends who feel that way but going back to tori and kevin so tori was with dude when you know he was short then add on top of that he was broke so she was holding this dude down he was broke and he was short but like i said she married him in spite of all that to make a long story short i think you all know where this is going at least this part of it kevin got married i mean kevin got famous kevin cheated and he left tori and i think he left her for the woman that he was cheating with i mean he left her for the woman that he was cheating with who he eventually married and had a couple of kids with and then he cheated on her but he's still with her but it's that's neither here nor there anyway but damn it man that does seem like a lot though but <laughs> kevin did put tori in touch with yana van zandt to help her get through her issues <laughs> <laughs> this is funny to me. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I did all this stuff to you, but then I will put you in touch with Ayana Van Zandt. For people that don't know Ayana Van Zandt, she has had Ayana Van Zandt Fix My Life show on the Oprah Network. I think um it's gone off the air. I think she decided to stop doing it, but still, she's a famous therapist. I think she's a therapist. I don't really know what her credentials are. I don't really know, but this, is, this isn't about Ayana Van Zandt. It's just funny to me. It's like, okay, I did all this shit to you. Go talk to Ayana. This is funny to me. Sorry. Anyway, this isn't even about Kevin Hart. It's like I went on this whole thing about Kevin Hart and all this stuff, but this isn't really about Kevin Hart. It is to a certain extent, but not really what I want to go into. So I don't want to dwell on what a bad man he is and all of that stuff. This is about Tory, um, Tory Hart. And here's the issue and the purpose of this particular episode. Tory was asked why she still had Kevin Hart's last name. And she answered by saying, because it's mine. Yeah, I don't know about that. Then she said, because Kevin ain't never asked for it back. And Kevin doesn't have a problem with it. Okay. And finally, she said that her kids didn't want her to change it. Ladies, and this is the whole point of this episode, and to some of the fellas out there too, sometimes you just got to let it go. You just have to let it go. I know it hurts. And it especially has to hurt when your man leaves you for a whole nother woman. But you still have to let it go. I mean, it's bad enough that you're riding dudes' coattails to promote your podcast. That podcast being Breaking Through with Tori. Again, if you want to check it out, and because there's no hate in my heart, I want to promote everybody. I want everybody to get big, even though I'm guessing that just because she's riding um, Kevin Hart's coattails, she'll, she's probably already getting numbers um, bigger than me, if, the, if it's even come out yet. But God bless her. There's no hate here. But that's not the point either. Breaking through rhetoric. That's the podcast. But the point is, is that you're still holding holding on to his name and you're defending your holding on to his name. Like, 
how are you going to meet other dudes? And how is that conversation going to go if you're holding on to your ex's last name? So if you meet dude, you fall in love with dude. This is another dude that you might meet. You meet a dude, you fall in love with that dude, and you get married. So what are you saying? You're not going to change your name then because it's yours? Even though that's flawed logic too, because technically the name isn't yours. You got it from somebody else. So what? You still going to be Tory Hart even though you married another dude? Or then would it be okay for you to change your name for your kids? Yeah. Okay. And and speaking of the whole thing about the kids don't want you to change change your name and stuff like that, I'm still confused. And I know people have said I've been hard on the kids and stuff lately, but when did kids get such a saying grown folks matters? It's like, when have people been like checking with their kids for their opinions on stuff that involve grown folks? It's like, it seems to me, that's just me, if you went through all of this stuff with this human being, it seems like Ayana Van Zandt in one of the counseling sessions would have been like, you know, to really move on from this, considering how hurt you are in these times, probably dropping the last name would be a good way to go. But I wasn't in those sessions. Maybe Ayana did recommend that and Tori was just like, nah, fuck that. Or maybe um, Ayana didn't rec- um, didn't even bring it up. And maybe, or maybe they just agreed that keeping the name was the way to go. But I doubt that that's the case. I don't know. I'm so confused about all of this. But the thing about it is, I don't know why kids and their opinions on your last name should factor into it when you're trying to shake um, all of the bad things that you went through with this dude. But who am I? Who am I? Anyway, Tori and Kevin, they got divorced in 2011. Now he got married, he got remarried in 2016. Now, mind you, when he left uh, and they got divorced in 2011, he had already moved on. He just officially got married in 2016. And she is still single, still single for over a decade and defending the keeping of his, not her last name. So 10 years after this divorce, She's still on the interview circuit, promoting her podcast and talking about how much she was hurt by what he did to her. Ten years ago. Like I said earlier, yo, she got the raw end of the deal. There is no debate about that. But after a decade, I wouldn't think that you'd be carrying his name. After a decade, I wouldn't think you'd be doing interviews about old news. Now, with that said, I do understand that these people that you're doing these interviews with, they're only interviewing you because they're only interviewing you and talking about your podcast because of Kevin. Okay, I I get that. But with that said, you're getting alimony, you're getting child support. And I'm imagining that that's a nice chunk of change that you're getting from the alimony and child support. Surely it's enough that you can find creative ways to move on with your life without rehashing rehashing the past and wearing the man's name like you wearing the man's name that did you dirty. Tori, you need to let it go. Because I tell you what, he sure as hell has let it go. I mean, 
looking at his comedy specials and things like that, if there's ever been someone who has moved on with their lives, it is Kevin Hart. And he might, or maybe it's just a mutual thing. I mean, he's talked about her a couple of times on his comedy specials and stuff and not in positive ways, but you know, it's comedy. So I guess it is. So technically, I guess you can say that he's making money off of her, even though I'm imagining that if he didn't use those jokes about her, he'd still be successful. So if he's making money off of her, I guess she can figure she can make money off of him. But the thing about it is, it seems like he's exercised whatever demons he might have had from back in those days. And he is not feeling anything about what happened in the past. Whereas, like I said, in some of these interviews that she's doing when she's asked about him, she is it's like she's still going through it, even though she can talk about how she's moved on and things like that. Go watch some of those interviews. It still sounds like she's like in the midst of something. And yeah, it just seems like money isn't the issue. So why are you still like riding on this dude? You know, It, it just seems unhealthy, you know. But who am I? And considering that we're talking about World Mental Health Day, and I mentioned that um, in the last episode, this doesn't seem to be conducive to like good health. And I'm a in 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 the pro- another problem is before I get off, Tori, is that the reason what is she known for? She is known for marrying Kevin Hart. And I think she was on some kind of like real housewives bootleg show on BET or something where a bunch of ex-wives were get together and they're trying to do some reality show type thing. But that's all that you know her for. So it's like, when you go listen to her podcast, Breaking Through with Tori, by the way, Like, what do you expect to hear? Kevin Hart stories? It's like she hadn't established herself as anything else but Kevin Hart's bitter ex-wife. Man, I tell you what, y'all need to let it go. Y'all need to let it go. I tell you what, especially when when you don't need to go that route. She doesn't need to go that route. He's paying her. But she's choosing to go that route. It's like you're choosing to hold that weight, that bitterness, that anger, that resentment and all of that stuff. That's what you're branded as, the bitter ex-wife. Man, ladies, man, regardless of what the circumstances are, you need to let that stuff go. And it puts me in the mind of Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade and his ex-wife, Siobhan. Now, similar situation they grew up together she was his high school sweetheart and she held him down I think in an interview that I read um, from Dwayne Wade he actually said that one of the benefits of dating her was that she had a car and he was dead broke so even he cops to the fact that um she held him down then he gets drafted into the NBA and she's at the curb she she had their first child when he was in college. And I remember reading that he said that he thought his life was over when, when she got pregnant and he was in college. And I can imagine that. So with all of that said, yeah, he got to the league. He met Gabrielle Union. So dropped Siobhan off at the curb, picked up Gabrielle Union. 
Debrion Union is fine, by the way. But that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, Siobhan was done wrong, but Siobhan couldn't let it go. And as a result of all of the things that she that she allowed her bitterness, anger, and resentment, now justified bitterness, anger, and resentment. So I'm not knocking it. I'm definitely not saying that, yeah, whatever, he did what he did, but you need to, yeah, she was justified in her anger, bitterness, and resentment. So I can't be mad at her for that. But she let that stuff like engulf her to the point where she wound up losing her kids. So yeah, she got some money out of it, but she just started acting so crazy and stuff. He wound up getting custody of her, of her, of their kids. I say her kids, but you know, they're both of their children. And so the point is, is that regardless how bad things are, you have to let that stuff go. You have to let that stuff go, especially you know, we hadn't heard from Siobhan. I don't know if she's been on any of those reality shows or anything like that. But in Tori's case, it's been a decade and you're still talking about your ex like it was yesterday. Let it go, ladies. And to the fellas, let it go. That stuff doesn't do anything. It doesn't, you want to do harm or you hope that karma comes about for the person and stuff like that. And it does. But the thing about karma at least what I found is that karma, karma comes around, but too often you don't get to see the results of the karma. So that kind of sucks about karma. It's like you want them to get theirs, but when they get theirs, you're not around to see it or hear about it in most cases. So you just kind of have to give it up to the universe verse and let it go. And that's why we all need to focus on ourselves and not worry about other people. I tell you what, the best remedy for what anyone else has ever done to me is for me to be happy. When I'm happy, things that people do to me or say about me or anything like that, they matter less and less and less. If I'm happy, I don't care what you say. But when I'm not happy, boy, that's when I'm all in my bag and stuff and trying to go off and all that stuff. So I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to focus on my happiness. And that's what Siobhan should do. And that's what Tori should do. And I'm sure they'll both say, well, yes, I am. I am happy. And I went to, anyway, forget all that. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And before I left, I wanted to talk about something else. Um, because all of that mess is just what, what I, but this is kind of serious. And this really doesn't have anything to do with dating or relationships or anything like that. I read, on, I read this on NBC News on their website. In the outskirts of Philly, <laughs> Philly is like the theme. And that's what partially made me think of this was because, you know, I talked about Kevin Hart being from Philly and me be, seeing him at that comedy show in Philly and then seeing this story and it's happening in Philly. It just kind of like brought it all together. And so this thing that I read happened in Philly on a SEPTA train. And for people that haven't been to Philly, and thankfully, <laughs> be thankful if you haven't been to Philly, because Philly's a dump. I mean, Philly and Detroit, to me, are like two of like the dumpiest places in the world. Now, with that said, there's nothing against Philly. Shout out to everybody from Philly. If you're listening to this and you're in Philly, tell 50 friends to tell 50 friends, please. 
Yeah. So Philly's cool. Uh, the thing about Philly with me is it just reminds me of a bad relationship. The woman I was dating when I actually was in Philly going to see Kevin Hart, I was dating someone from there. And so I went back to Philly with her. And part of the time that we spent there, we went to a comedy show and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, SEPTA is Philly's rapid transit system, kind of like MARTA in Atlanta or MTA in New York or Washington, the subway, basically. So imagine that you're on the train um, going home from wherever you're coming from. And this happened at 11 o'clock at night. So you probably wasn't coming home from work, but still. You were coming home from somewhere, going somewhere or whatever you might have been doing on the train. And you see a woman open. You see a woman being raped on the train. Furthermore, while you're on the train and you're watching this woman being raped, you look around and you see that there are other people on the train who are watching this woman being raped. And the thing about it is, as I was reading this article, what made it really interesting and stand out to me wasn't even the fact that there was a woman that was being raped on the train. It was that amongst all of the people that were on the train with those two people in the same car watching this actually happen, nobody did anything to stop it. I tell you what, what a society that we live in, if a woman can get raped on the train while there are other people watching it. And that was part of the thing, like the police and everybody, they were talking about how amazed they were, shocked, whatever the words you want to describe it, when they looked at the surveillance cameras and saw that this was happening in open and people were just sitting there. Finally, what happened in the way that this all ended was that some an employee of the train system saw it happening and she called 911. And when they got to the next stop, the police were there and they arrested the dude. But that still doesn't negate all of the time spent while that was happening and nobody did anything. Nobody tried to grab him. Nobody said, hey, you know, stop doing that. Nobody did anything, but just watched it. I'm a, I don't know. Like I said before, and this part isn't about dating or relationships, but who knows, though? Maybe like the, the with this deterioration of society is evidenced by this whole thing and how that speaks to human society. And maybe that can be a tie as to how, with this deterioration, how it's hard for us to find our soulmates anymore and why I do this podcast and why there are so many people online complaining about other people online as if it's not them. Maybe it's a chicken and egg thing. Maybe it's a reflection of how we all are as people. And not speaking individually, because I'm sure some people listening to this will say, well, I would have stopped it and blah, blah, blah. But still, society as a whole, um, you see that there are people that are in this camp. And I imagine that there are more people that would not stop something that they see a crime being committed as opposed to those that would stand up. I don't know. Maybe that whole thing about tying that thing to not finding soulmates and all of that stuff and people complaining could be a bit of a stretch. I don't know. But the bottom line is we need to look out for each other. 
I tell you what, I talk about this all the time at the end of these um, episodes and never has it been more apparent than it is now as I think about this story. So to recap and to end this, ladies, gentlemen, when in bad situations, we all need to learn to let this stuff go. We can't keep holding this stuff in. We have to let it go and do whatever we need to do to let it go. That's one thing. Second thing, if you see a crime being committed, it's your duty to stand up and do what needs to be done to stop that crime, especially in the in the instance of rape. Yeah, you need to stop that. And the third thing is stay out of Philly. I mean, from Kevin Hart to Tory Hart to the Scepter Train and all of this stuff, Philly's been the theme, the subconscious theme. Yeah, just don't go to Philly. I mean, I mean, trust me. Like I said, I've been there several times. The Liberty, even like the Liberty Bell, the Liberty Bell, it looks so big on TV and stuff like that. It it looks like a paperweight when you actually see it in public in person. I tell you what, even that was disappointing. I'll tell you what, though, the cheesesteaks, though, cheesesteaks are the truth. Ishkabibbles um, and Larry's. You know, people make so much big deal out about Geno's and, and Pat's and the two that are like right next to each other. But nah, if you're really into cheesesteaks, you really want a good Philly cheesesteak, um, um, Larry's and Ishkabibbles. I don't, honestly don't even know if they're still there. I imagine that they are because every time I went while I was there, they had ton, they had tons of people like falling up out the door to get to them. But yeah, stay away from Geno's and Pat's. You know, those are just like yeah, yeah. You need a place that chops the meat. And Geno's and Pat's, they like put the wa- wafers on it. It's not the same. It's not the same. And don't get that cheese whiz, man. Get some provolone and, and get the mushrooms and onions. Trust me. I mean, of course, I'm not a, a Philadelphian and stuff like that. And I'm imagining that they'll listen to this and be like, who are you to talk about cheesesteaks? But I tell you what, while I was up there, one of my missions was to sample as many as possible, which I did. And yeah, those are the ones I liked. Whatever. Anyway, thank you all for coming along. Reggie, you got something to say here? Now, Reggie doesn't have anything to say, so I'll say goodbye for him, and we'll talk soon. You all take care.